Hello, good day, welcome back. Um, today, we're going to talk about boobs. A little bit. We'll talk about some other stuff too, but, but mostly we're going to talk about boobs. Um, because I was thinking, okay, okay so this is the, 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 the process of the thoughts for me. This is where like the ADHD stuff really becomes apparent. Um, I ordered some tank tops in the mail, or from a store to come in the mail. And they took a while. So they just got here today. And so I'm trying them on. And I was like, yeah, you know, like, it's kind of seasonal boobs. Because in the winter, I mean, I'm wearing like button up shirts and they're like blouses, you know, and sweaters and stuff where like, they're just kind of not present. Uh, whereas in the summertime, I wear all kinds of things that that makes them more visible. Um, and that, so I was like, oh yeah, okay, boobs, we gotta get on board with the boobs again. And I'm looking at them and I'm thinking they look a little different from last year and all this stuff. Cause my weight has kind of fluctuated a little bit in the last few months. Um, I've been kind of on and off with my training. So it's just like, whatever. And, and that's the thing about my boobs is that they respond quite dramatically when I am <clears throat> training and when I'm not training. So they fill out quite a bit more when I'm not training anyway. So right now they're, they're pretty full. And well, and also they fill up more when I'm <laughs> at a certain point of my menstrual cycle because being a woman is the best. Anyway, so yeah, I'm like looking at them. And, I was, and so I started thinking about how when I was younger, I used to have what I would call a phenomenal rack. Um, they were amazing. <laughs> and like, at least in the sense of like fitting very perfectly into the ideal of what a woman's breasts are supposed to look like, which is, you know, problematic and fat phobic and uh, white centric and all of those things in itself. But basically, categorically, they were perfect um, based on those standards. And, uh, you know, I did, I really did love having them. I just thought that they were beautiful and I enjoyed them. Um, but there were definite downsides. And so it was, it's funny to me to look back now, like just, just pre babies, because, uh, at that point, like right before I got pregnant or maybe when I was early in my pregnancy, I said to Nick, I want to get a boob job after I'm done having kids because I know that pregnancy and breastfeeding is going to do a number on them. They're never going to be the same as they were when I was younger. So I just, I, I want to correct them when the time comes. And he was like, whatever, <laughs> like, is your body, you do what you want. Um, it'll just depend on like finances at the time. So, um, I was all good. And then now that I'm on the other side of it, I'm like, no, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> um, and, and so I don't want the, any of this to sound like it's a judgment or like anything against someone who does decide to do that. Because I think that, it, again, it, you know, as Nick says, it's your body. It's your choice. Um, you have to do what you're comfortable with. <clears throat> but for me, I was like, I was thinking that I was going to be self-conscious and uncomfortable with them the way that they ended up after uh, everything was said and done. And initially, um, 
I didn't love them. You know, they were really flat and deflated. They were like, honestly, like deflated balloons. Like it was not good. And, and I didn't love that. Um, but I just kind of also didn't feel like, well, financially it wouldn't have really made a lot of sense for us to do this anyway, because it's expensive. Um, and I also kind of felt like maybe I will be okay with it. I was like, maybe I'm turning a corner here where like, I'm not so attached to that part of myself. Um, which can be sort of viewed as like a type of vanity in itself in a way. I mean, but I also think that that's nuanced as well. Like it's not just about vanity and, and, and that too. So anyway, started thinking that maybe I was more comfortable with it. Um, and just kind of waiting to see what happens. Also giving it a little bit of time. And so ultimately what's happened now is like I said, is, is they, they've sort of, fluctuated in size and fullness over the last couple of years since I stopped breastfeeding. And, um, they, it does depend on like whether or not I'm training, but they tend like the, the, that flatness, that sort of, uh, deflated balloon, um, sort of feeling has definitely gone. Like they've, they've filled out again, even if they're not as like as big of a cup size necessarily at any given moment, the fullness is there. So, that's something that I think is important to like be mindful of is if we're thinking about these kinds of things with time, they're going to change even more, right? They're going to change. They're not, it's not forever that you're going to have pancake breasts after breastfeeding. Um, you have to give it some, some, some time essentially to sort of recover. And, and I just also like, you know, again, when I look back at it and I'm thinking like, why did I really love them anyway? Because I was often objectified because of them. And I was often labeled as being attention seeking and kind of slutty because it didn't matter what I did. It didn't matter how hard I tried to cover up. Um, they were just very large and, and quote unquote in your face. And so it just would have always appeared as though I was trying to make them look a certain way, right? When it was just like, this is just how they are. They just sit really high on my chest. Um, they are very full. And so that that was just the nature of what they were. And so it, it got very frustrating at some time at points because I couldn't, there's no way to prove <laughs> that you're doing something like that, right? Like, unless I, unless I take my bra off and my shirt off and you just see that that's how they sit, which of course I'm not going to do, <laughs> um, then you would, you, I could see why people would believe that like I was positioning them that way, that I was intentionally trying to, you know, make them look bigger and whatever. Anyway, it wasn't on purpose. It was just wasn't what it was. Um, additionally, it was annoying because I could never not wear a bra, you know, like bralettes weren't a thing for me. <laughs> I had to wear full support underwire. Um, I found that I had to have some padding in it because it just gave a bit more structure to the bra, um, versus going with like, you know, a thinner material and stuff. So, <clears throat> so that was a bit frustrating because there were lots of different fashion trends that went around that like I couldn't participate in because I couldn't do it without a bra. Um, so there were lots of things that like I didn't love about them. And so one of the things that I've sort of just started to self-reflect on is the fact that I had really low self-esteem and I still kind of do. I mean, we've talked about this. I, sorry, I've talked about this somewhat recently about my personal value and stuff. And so I've always kind of had a little bit of a lower self-esteem. And so even though what I recognize now as being objectification at the time, it was basically just guys like ogling me or like, you know, expressing 
attraction to me and stuff. Um, in part because they, they love my boobs and like, it's, it's a weird thing to, to look back and be like, Oh, that's what that was. I just was really insecure with my body and who I was. And so any kind of validation that I was attractive or that people, you know, were attracted to me, um, was regarded as positive. And so it didn't, didn't occur to me that it wasn't, this wasn't actually a positive thing. It wasn't actually positive that guys were objectifying me for my body. And like, again, holding me up as, as a standard of something that I now view as being very ethnocentric and very, um, harmful to people who don't fit inside of that category, right? If women who have really saggy breasts, which some just do, like it doesn't have to be related to like weight loss or pregnancy. Sometimes their boobs are just saggy. And so, um, yeah, it can be harmful to, to hold people up to these standards. And, um, yeah. And so part of it too, is the fact that like, I've been with Nick for all this time. And so he's experienced all of these different breast sizes because they were big before I was pregnant. And then they were massive when I was pregnant. And then they were like, just a whole, just total their own planets when I was breastfeeding. And so, and then they've, and then they've gone right down to basically being nothing. I mean, so I think when I, before I, I got pregnant, I was like a D double D ish in my cup size. And I think I was like on average, usually 34, um, band. Whereas now I wear anything from <clears throat> like a B well, but maybe even like, I don't know, the biggest I could probably go is a, is a, is a small C cup. Um, but even then I'm probably like a solid B most of the time. Sometimes I probably could fit into an A. And again, I don't, I could now, so now that I've experienced this side of things where like I can, I, I can participate in fashion trends where like bras are not worn with something. I'm like, wow, this opens up so much for me. <laughs> like, you know, I can buy inexpensive little bralettes and, and just, you know, not have to invest real money in bras. And so because I often, I used to have to always wear like a proper bra, I would have to invest money. Like I couldn't get cheap Lacenza ones or anything like that. I had to buy good quality bras because they needed to fit properly. Um, so now, yeah, I can walk into Lacenza or I buy, I, the last time I bought bras, I think was at like Marshall's or something like that. And I bought like a four pack of these very lightly, uh, padded, but no underwire, uh, sort of they're in between like a sports bra and a, and a bralette kind of thing. But anyway, um, like that would have been out of the question years ago. And so now I'm like, wow, yeah, I really, I really see the value just practically speaking in having these, um, smaller breasts. But also, again, so Nick's, Nick sort of has been through all this with me. And so, I, you know, not that I necessarily get all of my validation physically from him, but it does sort of help that he's like, I don't care. <laughs> like, if he cared, it might have a, more of an impact on me, whether, whether or not I would go ahead and have an augmentation or get breast implants or something. But, but he's literally just like, I couldn't care less what what they're doing. <laughs> um, he's like, I don't have a particular specific way that I think that, that you or anyone else should look. So, you know, whatever, whatever it ends up being is totally fine. So that's helpful in the sense that like, there's no pressure externally 
to, to do something to alter my body. Um, and I mean, okay, side note, sometimes that can actually be, uh, a detriment to me because, well, not detriment, but like, it can be kind of sucky that he's like that because he also doesn't like it if I dye my hair. He doesn't like it when I use smelly soaps and stuff because he's sensitive to, to smell and stuff. So there are some things where I'm like, oh, it'd be really nice if you like actually cared about vanity just a little bit. <laughs> anyway. So there's no external pressure whatsoever from him. And I've realized now that, like, I don't want to be objectified by other guys in my life, or girls even, for that matter, um, for my breasts. Like, it's just, I'm past that now, it, emotionally and just for my age, right? Like, <laughs> I think I'm old enough now, essentially, to understand that, like, I have more value than just my body. And I mean, again, my body does still fit into like a fairly narrow standard of what is like attractive and ideal. So it's not as if I'm like, my whole body has changed. It's just basically my boobs. Other, other than that, a lot of my body is virtually the same as it was before I had kids. Um, so yeah, so I think just the, the not having the boobs thing is actually just not at all a negative and then, so then I'm, I get thinking sometimes about, and so this is delicate for me because, I, again, I don't want anybody to feel shame about this or, you know, feel like I'm judging you. But in some ways, I feel like people, like women who have breast implants or augmentations and stuff, it it may be connected for them to also a sense of, of low self-esteem of like having to make up for something that they lack. I don't know. Like I would I would actually be curious to know the reasons that women do these things and to have like real honest conversations about it. Not like, oh, I, I missed my boobs or something. I don't know. Like there's gotta be more to it than that because this is a financial investment. This is like a health thing. There's all kinds of conversations now about like breast, bless, <laughs> wow, breast plant illness. And lots of women are coming out and telling their stories about how when they had breast plants put in, um, they got really sick and lethargic and, and they couldn't function properly and stuff. So, so there are like actual risks in doing this. And if you think about it, I mean, okay, if we step back from this and we think about what we're, what we're actually doing is putting a foreign object surgically inside of our bodies, right? Like, I mean, I expect that if you think about like a hip replacement in a similar sense, it's not that we know that hip replacements don't last forever and we know, or at least I assume that it's not also without risk to do this. So like breast implants are also kind of risky. I don't know. So there's, there's just gotta be more to it. Um, than just, I, I, I don't, I actually don't really know why, why a lot of women do it. I, again, like I said, I would have done it because I would have missed what I had before. Um, but I realized along the way that that was an attachment to, like, a way of looking at my body that was very object objectifying. Um, and I actually don't really want to participate in that kind of culture anymore. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I'd be curious to know why other women are continuing to do this. I guess it's probably just social and cultural pressure, right? Like, there's just so much pressure to, to fit into that that mold of ideal ideal body and stuff so maybe that's it I don't know anyway 
if you have breast implants and you're listening to this, please let me know. Can we have a conversation? Can we talk about this? I promise I won't. <laughs> I will do my best not to make it weird. <laughs> um, but I am just kind of weird by nature, so you might have to deal with that. Um, anyway, that's my my talk for today. Oh, no, no, it's not. I wanted to mention, this is something that I think maybe needs to be said out loud. Um, being a feminist, um, it's my view that women should be able to choose whatever it is that they're going to do with their bodies, especially. So again, I don't, I don't judge other women for making the choice to alter their bodies in those ways. Um, but at this, and so, you know, like the, it's my, it's my belief as a, a, as a strong, staunch feminist that like women shouldn't be shamed for making those decisions either. We should seek to understand why they do that. We should validate them in their feelings and we should be able to say, yeah, it's your choice. It wouldn't be my choice, but you're welcome to make that choice for yourself and actually mean that and not say it in that sort of judgy kind of way well it wouldn't be my choice but you know like really it wouldn't be my choice but you are more than welcome to choose for yourself um and you have your reasons and I respect that so I just like as I said I want to be clear that like there's no judgment um when it comes to choosing to alter your body and do things that you want to do for yourself even if it is low self-esteem like who cares (laughs) Right. If it does actually make you feel better, then I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't think it's a negative thing necessarily. I think that you could probably invest in some like therapy and maybe try to figure out why you have low self-esteem and try to find some other ways. But if it actually does act like legitimately help you, then I think all the power to you. So anywho, I'm officially done now. (laughs) So thank you. For listening. I hope that um, that you have a great week. And if you want to reach me again, if you want to let me know if you have implants or, or if you have thoughts on this particular topic, you can reach me um, through my contact info, which is in the show notes. And otherwise, I will see you in the next one. <laughs>